Oh, hello, beautiful, beautiful listeners. I'm so glad you're tuning in again to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. And to any new listeners, I can't wait to have you join us again and again. Also, be sure to check us out on hideouslaughterpodcast.com as well as hitting us up on Twitter at laughterhideous and please, please, from the bottom of our hearts, leave us a review on iTunes. Those juicy five-star reviews. Everyone? This is Brooks, and enjoy episode 16. Put a period on it. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. It's episode 16 and what I need to know is how sweet is this 16, Steve? Why don't you... Show me with a drink. Slurp. You know, that's a sweet 16 uh, sky blue sip right there, Griffin. Yeah. And I feel like I really needed that after when I went to go buy these hams, I got roasted by the uh, by the cashier. It was can't, pretty rough. can't imagine why. So, you know, I'm doing my thing. It's a Tuesday night. Clearly, I need 30 beers. And... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I go to the liquor store for the fourth time in seven days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, as I'm checking out, the lady starts razzing me over my uh, over my driver's license. I got like a really awkward length of hair on there, and she starts like showing other people working there. Oh, no. Yeah, it was rough. And then she called me slick, and as I was walking out, she told me to have a hams of a night. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was whack. Is this, is this that like a the... good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I honestly don't know. It's it was in context. <laughs> it's what usually you I think that it. was a good thing, but in context, I think it was an insult. Oh man, is this the same lady that's seen you the other three times you were there? No, I've gone to different cashiers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel bad or something about buying all those hams? No, 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 no. And I just think this is the first time I bought hams. Out of the four times. Yeah, he bought me bourbon that yeah, the one, time. one of them. And one time was rum. And then what did I get the other time? Some for myself, probably. Probably Celsius. You know, they're Maybe. probably reviewing those security tapes right now and just thinking, ooh, this kid has a problem. a problem. This dude's on a streak. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, what are you drinking, Brooks? That told hey. a story. Wolf's Ridge <laughs> Snow Cone. Brewed here in uh, the land of Columbus. What type of beer is that? Oh, boy. See, now you're making me take off the HLP uh, koozie. Um, Extra Pale Ale. 
They're winter seasonal. Delicious, I'm sure. Haley, how about you? I'm back to the traditional rum and Pepsi. Rum and Pepsi, going strong. Yeah. What about you, Emily? I'm back to the Moscato. Back to the Moscato. And to report back to you about uh, the taste of the extra pale ale, it is indeed delicious. Indeed delicious. That's, indeed. that's good to hear. I'm sure it won't be the only thing you drink tonight. As for me, I'm drinking a White Claw. Ah, tasty. That is uh, black cherry flavor for anybody that's interested. So, guys, you ready? I mean, we just got to Harrowstone. You ready to get back into it? Okay. 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 Anyone else ready? Okay. You guys uh, all set? Yeah, we got mysteries to solve. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Scooby-Toombe. I'll just need a quick uh, <laughs> quick cue here. Are we going we gonna to die this time? I mean, <laughs> I was really hoping that Scythe would get you. Oh, wait, mm. no. It's, it's way too low of a CR for you guys. We'll have to make it tough. So where I left you guys off, you were actually around the back of the prison from where you entered and from the front entrance. And you had fought that headsman Scythe. You'd kind of, you actually found some interesting stuff in the uh, warden's old house. You came around back and you found what looks like a piece of rubble, maybe twice the size of a human head, with gore splattered on the side of it. And I think you were able to intuit at that point that this is probably the rock that fell and crushed Professor Lorimore. What are your characters doing? Well, you would probably go, guys, this is it, this is it, this is, this is the professor. That means we got to go into the prison. we got to figure out what's there. What, what do you think? Lyra would like to bend down closer to the rock and try to detect magic on it. Detect magic on the rock. It's weird, Lyra, but you're getting kind of the same the same aura that you that you remember from the base of the statue as if this was used in close proximity to magic but not in itself inherently magical okay if you were to kind of focus and try and get a school of magic that kind of thing you would see that I think I think your like little halo turns dark turns to like a purple, like a black. You're getting necromancy vibes off of this stone. Alright, same as before. Hmm. Eclipse, is there some sort of object reading you can do to maybe maybe we can learn more? I mean, yeah, I will touch the rock and see if I uh, succeed at whatever spellcraft or historical significance that there might be. Okay. So no spellcraft. Again, it's not it's not inherently magical. Right. But historical significance. Eclipse holds onto this stone. And her eyes kind of roll back for a moment. And she can see that long ago. 
It was a part of one of the gargoyles that stood watch over the prison. And as this gargoyle, she's almost looking out over the prison yard with the gargoyle's eyes. And she can see a carriage. And she can hear a chained up man raving. Raving and uttering arcane words tied in the back of this carriage. And that's what she sees. When she snaps out of this, she can also intuit that this gargoyle had stood for years and years and only recently had this piece left the hole. Guess the whispering way is after one of the old prisoners. Oh. I, th- I think they did this to the gargoyle. So are you saying that they replaced the professor's head with the gargoyle and then they left the professor's stone head here? In a sense, Ick. <laughs> I, I knew it the whole time. <laughs> okay, so what are you guys doing now? Are you continuing the loop? You do know that um, following kind of the clockwise from the front direction you were going, you, you do lead back to that pond, and that p- pond kind of cuts you off from the rest of the prison. All right. Got it. So Got my it. thoughts are that we would continue our clockwork clockwise journey until we get kind of close to the lake. See if there's any other way to get in the prison. See if there's anything else we can figure out from outside. See anything weird. Sure. And we don't see anything. We hit the lake. We probably go back around and go in the front door. Yeah. So as you guys continue around the prison, you do see what looks like an open pit. The pit appears to have once been a receptacle for the prison's waste. Even now, with the right wind, the pit still emits a foul stench. Gross. Ew. So it looks like it's kind of like a pit full of garbage. Really, really old garbage. And it's kind of started to build this layer of sludge. It's like this black sludge filling this pit. How deep down is the sludge? You'd have to test it. It's completely viscous. And you can see pieces of debris. So you would assume, like, it's probably trash all the way down. Okay. So uh, Eclipse is going to see this nasty bit of trash and assume that there are rats. And she's going to start putting on vermin repellent all over her body. (laughs) A good play. Full hours. Nice. So... Eclipse, make me a perception check. 15. Yeah, with a 15, as you kind of look out over the pit, you do hear, like, some faint squeaking. You're kind of reaffirmed in your idea to put that on. You think maybe if you hadn't, um, some of the rats might have gone looking for fresher food. Mm. Neat. It smells real, real bad. By the way, I, I smell bad. (laughs) Beyond the pit, if you guys are done examining it, Uh um, you do see what looks like on the the opposite side of the 
of the large pool of water, you see a couple of, on this shore, protruding, protruding like gravestone type markers, as if this area might have been where they buried dead prisoners. Uh, but it looks like a sinkhole has caused that area to submerge. Don't go in the lake. Yeah. And there were ripples in the lake last episode. I mean, earlier today. Um, our characters earlier today. Yeah. Your characters um, uh, <laughs> 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yep. So hopefully there's not like reanimated swimming corpses in there. Um, I don't know what else is over here. I don't know. We might want to start turning back. Yeah. At this yeah. point, you don't really see much else. The corner, this corner is obviously where the surrounding kind of heavy stone wall around the prison has crumbled away. You can see, obviously, pieces of that have crumbled into this uh, basically sinkhole-like pond. Mm -hmm. So as you guys traverse your way back, once you're around the other face of the prison, can you give me a perception check? I rolled a 12, so 12. I rolled a 7, so 11. 7. 23. Eclipse is the only one to hear this. And she kind of recognizes the sound. It's like a, a flapping of leathery wings and, and a buzzing. Bats. A buzzing. Oh, it's oh, no. Sturgis. <laughs> it's Not bats. Again. <laughs> it's bats. Oh no, they're echolocation. <laughs> you said leather wings. Sturges have leathery wings. They're kind of like I don't know. They're a made-up animal. I know. They're well. No, they they live in ponds. Sturges. They're also Are a type we of bird. Sure, they're not real. <laughs> Northern Minnesota. I bet you can find them. <laughs> so, anyone in Minnesota will get that joke. Minnesota state bird. Jesus. <laughs> so so as you listen to this, you can kind of tell that it doesn't seem to be getting closer. But it might be something you want to alert the rest of the party to. Hey, uh, guys, maybe we'd be quiet. Uh, no singing, Lyra. There's uh, those, those bloodsucker things. Oh, you mean those sturgeon fish? Yeah, yeah, the ones with wings. I, I thought the sturgeon was a bird. <laughs> so we can all be right. <laughs> so as you guys, it looks like you've set your characters up at the front entrance of the prison. Do you enter? Yeah. But before we enter, Lyra's gonna cast Cure Light Wounds on herself. She's like down fifty percent. Oops. Ooh, nice. Okay, I'm back up to full. Cool. I want if we're going in, Matumbe is gonna do like the badass. It, is it double doors? It looks like it's double doors on the map. Yeah, it is. It is. Tries to put a hand on one hand on each door and push both open at the same time. Well, does the door open? Actually, what? Based on the, based on where we are on the map, we're just on the stairs. Well, yeah, I'm assuming we're <laughs> opening the door though. God damn. Well. Yeah, so as you guys 
you know, walk up the stairs, you're actually in a portion that would have been the entrance to the building. Um, it was once a wide hall flanked by a pair of waiting rooms, but the foyer of Harrisstone now lies in ruin. With little left to hold up the ceiling, the wooden beams above sag dramatically. The wall to the north contains a large pair of oaken doors, as you have so astutely seen on my map. Do you enter? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Push the, do, if, I, if I push the doors, do they open? Yes. They swing on their hinges. Nice. It's just really, really gunning for that. So you enter, you enter a room. Streaks of mold stain the walls of this foyer, and the floor below is a thick gray carpet of fungal growth. Sturdy wooden doors beckon from every wall. So this room is about twenty feet by twenty feet. Small room. You see a door, basically to the north, east, and west. And obviously the double doors from the south that you entered through. The doors hang slightly ajar. I need you guys to make me a perception check. Everybody that's in the room. Do the doors close automatically behind us? As in a spooky in a spooky fashion? I don't know. What'd you get on your perception check? Twelve. Three. 12. Well, a two on the die. Um, that's a six. Oh, man, we're bad. So none of you are able to react before it's a bit too late. The doors slam shut behind you, and these doors to the north, east, and Jeez. west, quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> the doors to the north, east, and west... Though they were hanging slightly ajar, slam shut with great force. And you can feel and you feel this oppressive negativity kind of surround the place. This gloom, this hopelessness. And you start to hear murmurs. Just quiet. You can't even make out the words. It's just, I don't know. Uh, no, no. You hear these things, and the doors remain stuck fast. Do any of you attempt to push them open? Um, I think you will at least pull up her scarf because mold is gross. Um, and in case that's poison, but there's to be clear, there's a set of double doors right to the. To the south, and then there is a door to the north, the east, and the west. And there's a set of double, yeah, there's a set of double doors to the, um... North? Yes, to the north and the, and the, um, west. The east is a singular door. So, there are five different entrances and exits in this area. If you count the double doors as separate entrances and exits, but you can intuit they go to the same spot. One, two, three, four, five. I see five. Is that right? Am I missing it? Sorry. I'm oh, no, there is five. There's just, a, like, they enter into the same area, but there's three doors on the western side. What Let's do you do? Let's leave that all in. 
No. <laughs> Lear would like to turn around and uh, see if the doors that shut behind them are locked, like they can't leave. She turns around, attempts to push the doors. They don't budge. She attempts to turn the handle. It doesn't budge. Uh-oh. I guess we're prisoners now. We must be on our guard since these forces are at work. Do you guys want to talk to them? Maybe they're friendly. To the doors? I, I've i never talked to a door before. I feel like sometimes talking to you is like talking to a door. But... <laughs> <laughs> and she's not talking to Ikmer. <laughs> that no. is player to player. Hostility. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But I guess he's gonna, while she said that, she would be pulling out the spirit planchette and like offering that as an option. Okay, okay. It's good thinking. I guess uh, Ekmer would, uh, after seeing Lyra not be able to open the doors that we just walked through, uh, go directly to the west and uh, try the immediate door. Okay. Panicked. Okay, Igmer goes panicked to the immediate door. When he attempts to push it, he sees, and he's he, he can't really believe his eyes. He sees a face form on the door, and it exhales this black vapor. Make me a will save. How's X will? It's actually terrible, but... <laughs> So, Griffin... I'm looking at the sheet. It's it's not good. No, it's not. That's for sure. Because it's technically a zero. But I already... I rolled my die. Mm-hmm. I got a five. Yep. But... Yeah. Instead of orc ferocity, I decided to take tenacious. Tenacious. Yes. Ikmer is nothing if not tenacious. <laughs> that is true. Damn straight. The, uh, the whole key of it is that I can re-roll a save or check to do with uh, fortitude, will, or constitution. Once per day? Yes, once per day. Would um, you like to use that now? Yes, in fact in I do. In the first room of Harrowstone? That is true. <laughs> the first room. <laughs> because when's... I well, can't better time. Any other well, better time. time. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Re-roll. I do have to take the worst roll, though. Wait, no, you take that roll if it's worse. That's that's the way that Correct. that works. Correct. Yeah. But you can't really do much worse than a five. Exactly. How does a fifteen sound? A fifteen makes it exactly. Nice. Oh. Look at this tenacious bastard. Oh, so you yeah. only take Oh no. <laughs> three negative energy damage as this thing breathes negative energy into you. But because you touched the door, you can go ahead and make a strength check if you'd like. I love that. 21. 21. You you put your shoulder into this door and push with all your might. And the hold that was on this door seems to falter and then give way. And you're able to push through into the next room. Yes. Guys, uh... I definitely uh, saw a face in the door. He he's not very. They're not very nice, though. Uh, to be honest, it kind of like 
I don't know, he like kind of got his breath on me or something. <laughs> yeah. So you enter into a room and you can see that you're basically on what looks like a stage. And beyond, you can see several rows of wooden benches, all spotted with mold and sagging with neglect. They face a stage walled off from the rest of the room by a wall of iron bars. So you guys are on the side walled off from the rest of the room. Make me a knowledge history. Oh, this, I have that. I'm me look, too. I'm looking over this his shoulder. Can I make that? At all? Yeah. yeah. So at right, this so time, we are. Yeah, all I assume you all followed him because the other doors are still held fast. 15. 14. Ikmer didn't even try. 24. Dang. Eclipse knows that this was likely walled off because the. The people doing the sentencing would have stood on this side of the room and the prisoners would have sat beyond watching one of their own be sentenced to death. I need everyone to make me a perception check upon walking into this room. A natural one. 13. 14. Five. I still beat Lyra. I have six. You guys aren't very perceptive, are you? That's a 15. Yeah, it's a 15. Well, anyone above a 10. <laughs> that would be Ikmer. Ikmer? And Matumbe. Matumbe. Got him. The rest of you aren't. Ikmer and Matumbe notice a the hair standing up on their wrists as they feel the temperature in this spot drop drastically. And they can see, they're looking around, they can see the breath coming out of their companions' mouths. I need everybody to roll for initiative. Ooh. Spoopy. Thirteen. Twenty. Nineteen on the die, that's a twenty-three. I also got a twenty-three. Damn, guys. Is it a roll-off? No, my uh, modifier is a plus six. Oh, so it'll yeah, be, you get that. Holy. Matumbe. Or no, it would be Lyra. Lyra's plus six, right? Matumbe is not higher than that. I'm a, I'm a plus four. Okay, so Lyra, Matumbe, Ikmer, Eclipse. Dang, I thought I rolled pretty good, too. Good job, guys. <laughs> the rest of your group just crushed it. There's this prize round. As this is technically the second haunt. You've faced in the prison so far. Oh, hang on. Is this to notice haunts? The the initial perception was. Because then I would have had an 11. Then three of you get to act in the surprise round. The way a haunt works is it's kind of like, you know how you would get a perception to notice a trap? Yeah. A haunt is basically the spiritual version of a trap. This trap manifests itself in a DC-10 perception check to notice the cold. You are all in proximity of the haunt, but the haunt has not triggered until 
Initiative 10 in the surprise round. Anybody that notices the haunt, so in this case with a perception of 10 or higher, is able to act in the surprise round before the haunt is triggered, thus potentially nullifying the haunt. With that, Matumbe starts us off. Lyra starts us off. Nope. Surprise round. Oh, Matumbe oh, starts oh, us oh off. okay, okay, okay. You're right. Um, is there a... So, uh, thinking back as a player to the last... The the bird fountain stuff, um, I remember we rolled knowledge checks to figure out how to put the haunt to rest. Is that something we can do here? You could roll a knowledge check for this. It would be knowledge religion. Perfect. I will do that. All right, that's a 13 total. A 13 total is enough to know... You think you've heard of a haunt kind of similar to this before called a cold spot? Okay. I'll let you ask one question about it. How do I dispel a cold spot? You don't... So haunts are a little different because each one can be dispelled a different way. Okay. It's based on the history and what happened there. So you wouldn't know that with a knowledge religion, but I will tell you that this haunt in particular has a weakness to fire. So I have an idea. If they're doing all the sentencing in the room that we are in, I bet we just need to uh, put a period in it and it'll finish. <laughs> God. Oh, right. So what does Matumbe do? Episode title, put a period in it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Matumbe does not have um, any sort of fire spells, but what he will do is shout to the rest of the party. I have heard of a haunt such as the one we are about to experience soon in the initiative order. They're called a cold spell. You must use fire to put them out. Uh, the only thing I can really think of is the, uh, are the sun rods warm or hot? I don't, I don't think they are. But we did also get the, uh, haunt siphons. I believe we had four of those and Lyra is holding on to them. Yeah, but if we burn one per haunt, which is how I assume they work, we're definitely going to want to hold on to those for later. The worst haunts? Okay. Yeah. Especially since we kind of know-ish how to deal with this. So that's really all I'm going to do. Maybe, um, is there a perception check I can make to see what's in the room? Maybe unlit torches? Um, yeah, yeah, if you if you make a perception. Okay. Come here, we'll try. 11. On his turn. It's not, it's not, it's not your oh, turn, buddy. It's not. Uh, 11. 11. I mean, you can kind of see that in front of you lies the remains of what looks like a podium that someone might have been speaking at. Sure. You might be able to intuit that this might be the origination of the of the haunt, but you do see you do see a couple unlit like sconces on the wall other right. than that. So so this was a very long surprise round. I was going to say I I think we need to burn the podium. Matube's been talking for a minute and a half in the surprise <laughs> round. You guys are surprised how long I can talk during the surprise round. Okay. Ikmer. To the other players, do we have the ability to start fire? Or like... I have steel and flint, but that's it. Okay. 
the sun rods? Do those have sparks or anything? They shouldn't. I don't okay. think. It's more like a glow stick. Yeah, I think it's more like a glow stick, but okay. I'd have to. Uh, Mutumbe, you said it was originating from the podium. What if we just try to smash it? Go right ahead, man. Alright, uh, strength check or attack? You'd have to attack this thing. Okay. Take a five foot step and attack it. Will do. Son of a bitch. Does it beat a five? Oh, it does. It's an unattended object, so. Just barely. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead and roll damage. Ten. Okay. Eclipse. Uh, Eclipse does not have fire, really. I mean, I'm not. Eclipse have knowledge. She doesn't. No, no. Just because I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, so I'm gonna try and do what uh, Icky did. A natural one. Yeah, you actually miss. You can fail. I know. That's the only way. (laughs) Yeah. So you whiff on this standing still podium. Two natural ones in a row. And with that. You, you each see the clouds of steam that you're emitting from your mouths get thicker. Oh, no. And it's like it hurts to keep your eyes open. It's starting to get so cold. Anything metal that's on you like armor just feels like it almost burns you from how cold it is. You feel like all of the heat is being sucked out of your body. Ikmer touches his tongue to... Uh to his shield. The tip of his <laughs> And it sticks there. You each take two cold damage and I need everyone to make a fortitude save. Uh, what is this against? I mean, technically it's a haunt, so... A haunt. Okay. 24 for Ekmer. Jesus. Okay. 11. 7. Rolled a seven, so 14. So Matumbe and Lyra take one point of strength damage as well. Oof. Oh, God. It is now Lyra's turn. For me. Lyra, you don't have knowledge religion, correct? That is correct. Make me a wisdom check. 14. You know that uh, positive energy damages pretty much every haunt that has ever existed. The fire is just an additional weakness of this one. Okay. I only have three more Cure Light Wounds, but we have a lot of potions. It's really the only other thing I can do is try to hit it. You don't have any Cure Light Wound spells? I do. I still have three left, but I don't know if I need to save them. But I should just use it so that we can, can do this. Do I need to still make a touch... A range touch attack? On no, the- I assume you can touch a podium. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess if you roll a one, a one, if you roll a one, you won't touch it. Don't assume Eclipse, shit. Eclipse did... Uh, I rolled a 20. Can I do extra damage? You certainly can. <laughs> sweet. Okay, so that would only be a four. It's 2d8. It's a critical spell. Ooh. Okay, uh, so then that's 10 damage total. Well, then it's plus your... That was you? with the plus two for my level. Okay, 10 damage? Mm-hmm. And you feel the the haunt kind of fizzle 
under the force of your positive energy. And suddenly the room starts to feel warmer. And you can see the color start to return to people's faces. You no longer see everybody's breath. The haunt has been subdued. For now. Oh, thank goodness. I was I was starting to think I was turning into a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so. so can I pump a couple disrupt undeads into this thing? Because that's a ray of positive energy. You could, but you know, positive energy. Well, make me a, another religion check. Okay. 16. With a 16, you know that positive energy can subdue a haunt. You also know that unless a haunt is put to rest, it comes back after a certain amount of time. So what you guys have done here is you've subdued this haunt. If you enter this room in a matter of minutes, hours, or days, you're not sure. It could come back. It could come back. Uh, Haley, does your character really not have flint and steel? No, I do have that. Oh, okay. Can you can you please start a fire on this thing? Yeah, I'll light it up. Haley, do light you have you kind of have some special things with knowing how a haunt gets put to rest, don't you? I thought that was like your spirit guide or something bonus feat. Am I wrong? No, I have spirit sense, which means I get a plus 5 on checks to notice haunts and it, and I can target incorporeal creatures with corporeal spells or effects. So now. Correct. So I'm going to light this up. Okay. How long does that take you? I don't know. How long does it take to do flint and steel? I mean, maybe a while without kindling. Well, well if we, we broke can it, break up. it up. You said there were like unlit... You mean the podium? You said there were like unlit torches in the room, right? Yep. So we could light a torch with the flint and steel and hold it there and it'll go up eventually. Okay. So you guys spend time doing that. I imagine you you get the super old wood of the podium to burn. Yeah, it's just a full round action. Sorry, I, I did look it up. Okay. So you get that to burn. You don't feel any less uneasy in this room. Oh, darn. Shit. Mm. Uh, we should probably put it out now. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's nice and warm, but... uh Haley, can create water. I will also tell, tell you that um, because Eclipse would know this from using the spirit planche at once, you can use it to communicate with the haunt to figure out what puts it to rest. Oh, that's killer. Yeah. Neato, gang. All right. So I guess we'll do that. Okay. Since you really, really seemed to want us to know how. Well, this is, you know, a haunted prison. So if you guys don't figure out how to put any of them to rest, then coming back out is probably not going to be fun either. True. can only be used once per day because I have a brass... That means I can ask it one question, and I would be, if I fail the will save, I'm confused for 11 rounds, I believe. It will take me one round to do this. 
So it's up to you if you want to use it on this haunt since you've kind of put it to bed. I I imagine, you know, you guys could kind of go this way and come back and hope that this hasn't reset and maybe then, you know, try and explore some of the rest of the place. So we're at, we're standing on the stage of this room where there's, you know, there's benches stretching out. Yep. Um, and we've really just been, you know, on, we've really confined our search haunt nonsense and stuff to half the stage. Can we take a look around the room maybe as a, as a whole? Yeah. So, um, you know that you're not going to be able to, to traverse into the rest of the room. It's literally floor to ceiling iron bars separating the people that were on the stage from the prisoners that were forced to watch as their fellow inmates were sentenced to death. Yep. But you do see a door across the stage from you that leads into another area. Real quick, guys, I totally figured out how to use a spirit punch at now. Sorry. So, uh, we have a brass one, which means I get one question or use per day. The will save is uh, DC 11. The confusion duration, if I fail that, would be one round. I get a true answer if I roll a, a 1 through 60 on the percentile dial and a, a lie on 61 through 100. Which I would roll so that you don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are all of the facts about using Spirit Planchette, but I can only use it one time per day. So, is this the time? I'm, I'm going to say no. We know we're in a haunted prison. It was. The, it's the same thing with the haunt stuff. Right, stipends. exactly. This, this is a limited resource where I don't know how long we're going to be in here, and I guarantee there's much worse haunts later. So let's go across hey, the stage. that's knowledge metagame, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't allow that I'm at our sorry. table. It's just that I walked into a, a prison and all the doors slammed shut, and then my buddy took some, uh, some damage to the face, and we just fought a fucking cold spot. <laughs> Hey, I, I think it kind of like spit in my mouth. It doesn't taste very good. Ikmer lost his sense of taste for two <laughs> hours. <laughs> He's just licking things to see if he can taste them. Oh, God. That's this, why he licked the shield. This fire. <laughs> this fire. I can't taste it like normal. <laughs> All right. Let's go through. Let's. Oh, before we go through the door, uh, Lyra would like to pull out some of the um, haunt siphons and attempt to hand one to every person in the group and just say I think it would be good if we spread these out because we have to activate them when it starts I uh, I don't know if I want one but you guys can keep them alright Ekmer takes his greedily I'll, I'll take mine as well okay and then Lyra will keep the other two I don't want any of those breaking over my haunts <laughs> ooh so are you guys continuing inward or are you going back to the multi-doored room from whence you came let's go in yeah, yeah we should I'm keep going since continue we are west okay so you come upon a door and I, this I door I don't want to touch the door anymore I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first I'll go first so <laughs> I'll be right behind you make sure it, like you know I'll help you with your strength check unlike the other doors you've seen which were wooden doors this door's made of, like, reinforced steel. Do you want to make me a perception check on this door? I would like to do that. Ooh, does anybody have disabled device? 18 on the die, that's a 22. Yeah, you can you can clearly see that, like, this door is locked. Um, 
with that disable or with that perception, you do know that um, the door doesn't appear to be trapped. But because it's so intricate and so reinforced, you imagine there's maybe like prison supplies or something on the other side that that they would want to keep inmates especially out of. Yeah. But it's locked and you don't have a key. Okay. I do not have disabled device. Does anybody else at the table? Okay. We are not rogues. No, we are not. All right. Then, I mean, I don't see that we have much of a choice. We got to turn around. I mean, you could try and break it down. We can. What's your strength? We have the same strength modifier, so I'll boost you. How about that? Okay. We already can do a. What? Plus four. Okay. Plus four. Lyra does have a plus two to a strength she can use once today. Ooh, so this oh, could be the time. Right. Can more than one person aid to try to open the door? You can all, if you all want to piggyback on each other and try dog to pile this, this dog. dog. Oh my goodness. So it it's gonna, I, I would tell you right now, it's going to have to be very high. All right. Okay. All right. So who's doing the actual role? Do okay. So everybody is piling up behind Ikmer and uh, he's putting his head down. And uh, you guys have. Um, Cards that no one has spent. That is true. Mm, cool. But Maybe I'll use mine to disadvantage the GM. That sounds like disadvantage a good idea. the door. Yeah, mine's. Yeah, mine's also. Some of you have. What was the like, good again? What the good is you have an advantage. You have advantage on a roll. Um, the so you can roll twice to take the better result. Okay. The neutral is you just get a f- straight plus five to the roll. I think I'll hold off on mine for now. I'm not even going to use my plus two because I rolled a one. So you don't aid. I help. I don't. Oh, thank goodness, because uh, is doing a lot of the work with an eight uh, with an eighteen on the die, so a twenty-two and twenty-four with the aid. Twenty-four with the aid, and you can feel the door strain, and you're not able to push it open. Shit. Oh, son of God. Yeah. I told you it had to be high. I also think that. I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to be stuck in here for a while. I was nervous about sh- breaking down the door anyways because I have a feeling this will be one of the safest places we might have. Oh, it's like to retreat to? Uh-huh. If we can find the key somewhere in this prison, that might be one of our safest bets. Guys, my I head s- cannot be used as a key much longer. <laughs> that would hurt a little bit. <laughs> Can I do a perception check of the room we're in or maybe in like the pile of ashes to see if I find a key Yeah, in that room? 18? 18, you do not find a key. Okay. Can we see into the room through the bars? It's not a barred door. It's a steel okay, door. It's just you can see into the kind of auditorium-like room because you're looking through steel bars. Do we but see any haunts in the auditorium? <laughs> Not in particular. You think you ran up into the one that was in here. <laughs> All right, so let's go back into that atrium room that we were originally trapped in and try another door. You yeah. see that, weirdly enough, the doors are hanging loose. Ooh, okay. It wants us to go in. So let's let's do the door, the door that would lead to the like seating area of the auditorium. Okay. Emily, when you say it wants us, I think you mean they want us. 
because oh, that's true. There's I'm more than it's a one. lot. Yeah, all of the prisoners. And again, you guys see rows of benches. Looks like there might have been a little raised area. Now that you get in here, where they might stand the accused. But other than that, unless you're making perception rolls, you you see this room does go on sixty feet. So it's a it's a long room. It's only about twenty feet wide, maybe thirty at some points. Kind of like a you know you can imagine. Looks like it was used as kind of a courtroom, but also kind of a atrium auditorium. Yes, yeah, do some perception set. Nine. Fifteen. Thirteen. Twenty-one. Yeah. Unless it's for haunts, and then it's twenty-six. It's not. I'm now going to have to tell you. Yeah, you're going to have to say. You don't see much of interest in this room. I imagine you're searching up and down kind of the pews. You find some carvings on on some of the, some of like these benches. Um but they don't really make any sense to you. Are there prizes underneath the seats? Not that you see. It's not It's not Oprah's auditorium. You need a higher perception check for that. So yeah, you guys, you know, not finding too much in this room. Okay. It doesn't look like anything would have been stored here. You do see, you know, a couple more sconces with unlit torches in them. Should we take one of those with us? Oh, like take the torch? Torch and light it? Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. Is it... What's the lighting situation here? It's dim. Dim. It's dim pretty much everywhere. Okay. Anywhere that there's not a ton of rubble, so that there's not like ceiling light pouring in. And even even still... It was such a dreary day outside that those of you without dim light are working with limited visibility. Dark vision? Low light vision. Low light vision. Oh. Um, I use two hands for things. I know Ikmer and I Clips do also two do. two hands for things. Um, Lyra, do you have an open hand? Yeah, she could hold a, a torch or something. Sweet. So let's do that then. If you want to, I'm not going to play a character. It's yeah, cool. I mean, she doesn't have any sort no, of special Lyra vision, so <laughs> she would definitely, definitely hold it. Plus, she's a team player, so if you hand her a torch, she will, she will carry it around. Okay, what are you guys doing? I think we should just march through the next to the next room. Yeah, there Agreed. are doors in this let's room. Go. So let's go. Yeah. So you enter this room. The northeast wall of it has partially fallen. It's covered in debris from both the wall and the ceiling, kind of sealing it off. You see murky waters from the pond outside that have kind of melded into this room. You see moldering training dummies and other similar equipment that hit this room may have once been a training area for the guards. In the northeast part of the room, the floor around a dark, jagged hole is surrounded by black scorch marks. And you see this hole 
and it is about a 10 by 10 hole. You can see some of the pond water trickling into it, and it's blackness below. What do you do? The fire was started in the lower levels of the prison, correct? Because that's like where the prisoners were held was in the basement? I think so. So that's maybe why it's charred was from the fire coming up. Flames came out of the hole? Yeah. I could see that. Like it disrupted it. Ikmer is going to be that curious, slightly uh, childish half-orc that he is and walk up to that hole and uh, peek in it. And crack a beer. Oh, you see this pit appears to descend into blackness, but you have dark vision. You see that it enters onto what looks like a large pool of water below. You can tell that it would be difficult to traverse. You would have to essentially descend a a rope. Maybe you could get a ladder down there. It looks like it's about 20, 25 feet deep till you hit the floor or the pool of standing water, as it were. You guys looking around this room a little bit more? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Take some perception checks. Okay. Wow, pretty late in the session to get my first natural one. Uh, natural 20. Woo! Hickmer is on top of his game in a haunted prison. So Hickmer got a natural 20. He did. Matumbe got a natural one. 11. 9 or 14. 9. So Ikmer is the only one to hear, and it's probably because he's closest to the hole that as you guys had approached, started to look in, it took a minute or two. But then you see some light coming from the depths of the hole as four flaming skulls erupt from the uh, the the abyss. So this is where they came from. And surround the party, chittering and Mm -hmm. burning. I need everyone to roll for initiative. And then finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. Uh, I knew it.